0: Hey guys, how are you? Well, today's going to be awesome. I, uh, the la- if we just turn me down a wee bit, that'd be great. And if we could start that countdown timer. Because I've found that if you stick to the time, you get invited back. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Don't worry about the timer. <laughs> So it's been a a bit of a crazy season for me. Um, I I went in for surgery and then things went a bit pear-shaped and uh, so then I had to have another surgery and I travel, that's how we pay our bills and I had to cancel two, two and a half months of uh, ministry trips and uh, it's been hectic. So then I had uh, a school lined up to do in the UK and then got sick again. So what I, what I thought would be really cool is to play a little video that I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and he'll paint a bit of a picture for you. So if we could play that first video, please. So,
1: bro, how was Harvest now evangelism school? Guys, it was incredible. Honestly, bro, the presence of God was saturating the place. And to be fair, had you not been such a pansy in the airport, you would have experienced it yourself. Yeah, but I, was, I vomited. Well, <laughs> well, you shouldn't have. You should have got on that plane and flown 24 hours and come and preach the message that burns in you. Had you have known, had you have been there, you'd have known how good it was. But bro, I've, I've got this. I think we should just blast another one out because this is the vision of it. I think we should just do one in, in Thrive. I just, I have a heart. Hey, you. In your church, do it in Thrive. Do it in Thrive, because they are a beautiful, beautiful bunch of people. I've had the privilege to minister there, remember? Do you, you remember did. when I ministered? There? Do you remember when the air conditioning went off when I ministered? Yeah, I we remember. I thought Darth Vader had climbed in there or something. Bro, I think we should approach Thrive, and I think we should do it. I think, that, I think they'll do it, because they just love the Lord, man. I think we should offer them the 27th to the 29th of October. Let's see what, let's see if can
0: remember God's all over it, bro. I'll, I'll put it out there and we'll see where it lands. It's so, bright.
2: Hey, so I've just had a think about it and let's do it.
0: Woo! <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 so, that's awesome. Hey, so, yeah, we're, we're bringing Harvest Now to Thrive, so Harvest Now New Zealand this year to Thrive Church um, in October. It's going to be an incredible time. Of um, of so much actually because we're going to have encounter uh, with the love of Christ. This is this is what the essence of harvest now is is about, is the love of Jesus Christ. And then out of that, we're actually going to be training and imparting to, um, to well, there's going to be evangelists here who, who have evangelist calls on their lives, but we're all called to carry the message of Jesus Christ. So we're hoping to just pack this place out in October and have a conference, have Andrew come over from um, England, other speakers that we're connecting with, Daz might tell you a little bit more about, and we'll give you some more details in the coming months. But if, if you can calendar that, end of October, around the 27th of October. Um, Put that date in your diary. It's going to be an incredible time for our church family. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be amazing.
0: So I I couldn't go to the one in the UK, um, unfortunately, but uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. The report's coming back. I actually got a, a text message from a, a pastor from the UK. Now, this is a pastor from the UK, not an evangelist from the UK. He is a pastor from the UK. Pastor, he's a pastor. He's, he said, since the school, I've led 11 people to Jesus. Because he just understands that sharing the gospel is just part of normal Christianity. Breezy and I feel very blessed to be planted in this church and to serve Pastor Debbie, Pastor Glenn. We feel very blessed. Glenn is, he's a, a proper friend. And to, to come in and stand behind him and just partner is, is really special to us. This is family. And I think it's pretty significant that, you know, we got called to come to this church. It wasn't just a dad's idea. Breezy filters them. It was a, a legit call from God. But the week that God called us, he actually called Kate. If you could stand up for us here, Kate. Just turn around and wave at Kate. So, so what you may not know is Kate's my ex-wife. And she's the mother of my son, Jaden. And we're in the same church. We do life together. We do Mother's Day together. We do birthdays together. We do Christmas together. And I just think it's so awesome, Kate, that you're in, in part of this family with your family. It's awesome. <clears throat> I remember, I remember I'd remember. i come back from a trip, and it was a big trip, and I was really tired. I'd just come back from Austria, and uh, my little girl, Ween Navea, Ween Nevy, she was so excited. She said, Dad, Dad, can we play controllers? Can we play controllers? Which is Xbox. And I go, oh, yeah, okay, Nevy, let me just kind of get inside first. And she was so excited to play controllers, so we get inside, and, and I said hello to the family. Then I sit down and turn the Xbox on, and we start playing. And her little wee fingers and her whole body's just going in and in and in. Her whole body moves, and it was so cute. Don't worry about them; just focus on me. <laughs> and it was so cute, just watching her little body, and she was so into it. And I just happened to look over, and I noticed that her controller wasn't turned on. You see, she thought she was playing, but she wasn't playing the game at all. And in that moment, God spoke to me, and he said, so many of my sons and daughters, they think they're playing the game, but they're not actually playing at all. You see, Christianity is not about going to a church. Christianity is not about a life group. Christianity is not about having a baptismal certificate above your bed. Christianity is about a relationship with Jesus. And I think so often in in Christian culture, especially over this side of the world, things can just seem to get a little bit comfortable. See, I'm starting to feel a wee bit tired. I haven't preached in 12 weeks. This is my first preach to normal humans. Normally it's on a screen. So I said hey to the... To the ladies, I said, "Hey, look, I might get a bit tired today, so if I get a bit tired, do you mind if I preach in bed? Because I was in bed for eight weeks. Oh, this is lovely. This is so lovely. Oh, oh, this is so lovely. Thank you, Lord. Thank, you, Lord. Thank you that this is so comfortable. This is just so comfortable and lovely. I'm warm. I'm cozy." I believe it's time to wake up. I believe with all my heart, it's time to wake up. I was sitting down the back last Sunday as Pastor Debbie was preaching, and Holy Ghost spoke to me, he said, "I want you to title your message this coming week, Wake up. I believe it's time for the body of Christ for thrive, for all of us to wake up." You see, we've got a fire exit. Isn't that interesting? I saw that in the worship, fire exit. I think that's a prophetic picture that God wants the fiery ones to exit the church. But you can't give what you haven't got. It's time to wake up and see, sometimes it will be uncomfortable. Sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable, and that's okay, because we are not supposed to live this Christian life of being comfortable. If we weren't, if, sorry, if we live this Christian life of being comfortable, there's no need for the Comforter. Yeah, then we're relying on us. This thing, Christianity, can't be about us. Yeah. The simplicity of the gospel. <clears throat> I remember I got invited to speak at a <coughs> at a conference and. Uh, it was for a big movement, and I, I was really excited, and I flew up there, and I walked into the room, and there was only 200 people, and I thought, oh, because I've never done anything for these guys before. I thought, oh, I thought they were really big. Only 200 people. Oh, that's okay. And the message doesn't change, you see. Whether it's three people or 3,000 people, the message stays the same. And so I preached and uh, gave an older call, and it was full on, full on, and... And there was a bit of resistance, and I kept going and going and going like a dog with a bone. And that's okay. And then people started responding. And then the altar was just full of men and women, teenagers, snot, tears. It was beautiful. So I went back to my hotel, and it was cool. And and then I, I went to breakfast with the leaders the following morning, and one of the leaders said something that was very interesting. He said, wow, that was powerful last night. I said, yeah, man, God moved. He said, that's the first time I've seen God do that at a pastor's conference. I had no idea. They were all leaders in the room. Every person in the room was in leadership. I had no idea. There's absolutely no way I would have preached what I preached if I'd known that it was a pastor's conference. I was saying, get the sin out of your life. Get down here now. And they're coming. You see, that's the simplicity of the gospel. Yeah. See, God wants to use you to impact the world around you. And it doesn't matter what gift mix you have. <coughs> Acts eight. Pastor Glenn asked me to preach on this, so here we go. Acts eight. <coughs> but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. I reckon that's we're saying that again. But you, you and me, we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and me. And you see, that's the problem with the bed. That's the whole problem with the bed. Because we put a full stop there. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and then we can get comfortable in bed. There's no full stop. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That's pretty powerful right there. Well, maybe I'll read it out of the, I don't know if you guys have the translation, the DIV, the DAS International Version. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Rangiora and Woodend and Countdown and BP to the ends of your neighborhood. See, God wants to use you. He doesn't have to use you. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. We just uh, sung this beautiful song, I jotted it down in the worship. You're worthy of it all. He actually is worthy of it all. That's a very easy song to sing. Lord, you're worthy of it all. Go and speak to your neighbor about me then. Flick an email to your sister. Put a post up about me on your social media. Show the world that I'm worthy of it all. You see, I believe we are living in the greatest days of harvest ever right now. We're right in the middle of it. I think that's absolutely amazing. I think it's incredible that we are on planet Earth right now to make Him famous. I put a post on Facebook the other day. I had a dream, and I'm not a, a dream kind of guy. They're cool, but I just don't get dreams often. But this was a legit God dream. Could you get me a glass of water, please? Thank you. Awesome. And I woke up rattled. I woke, woke up a bit. Oh, man. Oh, wow. And I let it process for a wee bit. And in the dream... Jesus and I walked into a nightclub and I'm thinking, yeah, this is cool. This is really cool. Man, Jesus in the nightclub. We're going to turn this thing upside down. And uh, just imagine witnessing with Jesus because you can actually do that every day. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And, uh, and we're looking at the, everyone's dancing, the music's loud. The the smoke machines, there's laser beams. It's like, it's full on, man. And he said, come on, let's go. And I said, what do you mean? He said, come on, let's go. And he was in a hurry. He was really stern and firm with me. Come on, let's go. Let's get out of here. I'm going, okay, okay. So I'm just following Jesus. It's a pretty cool picture, just following Jesus. So I followed Jesus and we walked straight across the road into a church. And we're standing at the back of the church and the music is pumping. The smoke machine's going. The the, the laser lights and everything is just amazing. Incredible presentation. And the Lord looks at me, grabs my face, and I was looking into his eyes, these two eyes of fire. And he said to me, I wish that more attention would be pointed at the atmosphere of me. Not building an atmosphere, letting me be the atmosphere. You see, the whole thing is all about Jesus. Every single one of us, and you online, you will die one day. I'm not trying to be mean, but you will. And you'll stand before Jesus, and he'll say one of two things. He'll say, welcome, you good old faithful servant, or to par, I never knew you. And I believe that right now, the word for the church globally is wake up. It's wake up. Put all that COVID stuff, vaccines, mandates to the side. I mean, I believe personally that that whole season, human bodies got very sick. But I saw the church getting really, really sick with all the division, all the hate, all the hurt, all the backstabbing. Every single time someone would message me and go, hey dads, what do you think about the vaccine? Jesus is king, send. Every single time people would go, I know he's king, but what are your views? Jesus is king, send. I sent hundreds of Jesus is king text messages to leaders, to pastors, to other Christians. Why? Because I don't want to get into a debate on that when people are dying and going to hell. I remember... On my second operation I had it on a Friday and on the Sunday I was in a lot of pain. I was in the hospital and it was heavy man, it was a, a very heavy season and uh, I had a, a, a big drain thing for the wound and I had a, a drip in me and I was in bed Sunday night and uh, I felt the Lord say get up. It's what he's saying to us today saying get up and I was going hello, don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) It was such a mission to even go to the bathroom because of the pain. And he was saying, get up. And I was going, I'm quite comfortable here, thank you. So I thought, we'll do a deal. Let's do a deal. What if I listen to a full sermon of Chris Vallotton? (laughs) I thought, that'd be cool. We'll do that. We'll do this deal. So I started listening to Chris on on, um, Spotify and but the whole time he's saying, get up, get up, get up. But I didn't want to get up. So after Chris had finished, the Lord's still saying, get up. And I'm thinking, I just gotta get up. So I get out of bed and I, I walk into the, the um, corridor in the hospital and I'm standing there and I'm a little bit irritated, I'm in pain. I, now what? He just said, get up. He didn't tell me what to do. He said, get up. And I was going, now what? And nothing. So I just started walking down the corridor. And I looked into a room. It was actually the next room. There were six beds. There was five, five people in the room. And I just as I walked past, I looked in and I saw this elderly man. And he was looking out the window. And I thought, oh, I'll going to say hello to him. So I walked over. And I'm dragging my, my pump and my drip. And I said, uh, hey, bro, how are you going? He goes, oh, you're not so good. I said, oh, really? I said, what, what's happening? He said, oh, I've just had some bad news. And I just knew then that this was worth getting uncomfortable for. Yeah. Yeah. See, this story is not because I'm an evangelist. This story is because I'm a son. And he's worthy of it all. And I said to him, I said, what's, what's going on? And he said, today not a week ago, not two days ago, he said, today, the specialist came around and they told me that they can't operate anymore. I went, oh, what does that mean? They said, they've given me a couple of weeks to live. And I'm standing there, man. I'm standing there, uncomfortable, with my drip and everything. And I said to him, you know, I was in the next room, and for an hour, God wanted me to get out of bed. I didn't even know why. I said, I was a drug addict. I walked into a church 25 years ago to meet girls, and I met God. He loves you, man. He goes, oh, I don't believe in that. And I said, that's cool. He believes in you. And I just keep sharing with him and sharing with him. And I said to him, can I give you a hug? And he was, yeah, okay. You know, not that into it. <laughs> and I gave him a hug. Because love's got to look like something, doesn't it? And I gave him this hug, and as I'm hugging him, I could just feel him starting to tremble. And then he started tearing up. And I presented the gospel to this man in the in the hospital. And that that night in that ward, in that, in that room, in front of all the other people in the room, he gave his life to Jesus. So beautiful. But here's the deal. Here's the deal it was very uncomfortable for me to do it. But I had to get out of bed. I had to get out of that comfortable place that I wanted, and even wrestling with God, we wrestle with God so often, and and we even say, God, I need a sign to go. No, no, you need a sign to stay. He's already told you to go. Go into all the world. And I think it's really interesting that he said, stay here and wait. For Holy Ghost to come and then go. And I believe that's what he's saying to us today. To go. So maybe you're in here today and you don't know Jesus. Today's your day. Today's your day. Well, maybe you're, 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 you're a million miles away from him. If we could put that slide up of Jesus. He died for you. He died as you because he loves you.